Welcome to Timebender Talks, the ultimate destination for professional photographers. This weekly podcast is hosted by Peggy McCartha, a certified professional photographer with over 30 years experience and the creator of the Headshot Strategist Certification Program. Peggy interviews a diverse range of experts in business, branding, marketing, networking, and photography. So whether you've been doing this for years or you're just starting out, we've got you covered. Oh, and don't forget to hit that subscribe button so you don't miss out on our latest episodes filled with tips, insights, and lots of fun. Corey, I am so excited to hang out with you today. Um, Corey is an amazing photographer and he just, he does some phenomenal, phenomenal work. I, I kind of fell in love with this stuff. I found you on TikTok. Yeah. That's yeah, right. Yeah. First, yeah. yeah. I found you on TikTok and uh, I, I, I have um, convinced him to be a, my friend. I'm like, please be my friend. You're so cool. <laughs> so <laughs> introduce yourself and tell everybody where you're at on your journey of photography. Uh, my name is Corey Demick. I live on the San Juan Islands. I, um, uh, it's a small island archipelago off the coast of Washington. Um, and I shoot just about everything. It's a kind of a small market. So um, um, there's only like during the winter time, there's like 7,000 people who live on the islands. And during the winter time, it explodes during the summertime, it explodes to like, 30 or 40,000 and lots of tourists and destination weddings. So um, I sort of wear like a one size one, like a jack of all trades. So I'll shoot like real estate weddings. Um, I, I love landscape photography. So I'm constantly like whenever I, I need a break, I'll go and shoot landscape photography. Uh, I am a, I get hired regularly by uh, tourism boards in the Pacific Northwest, like um, uh, visit Long Beach, uh, visit the San Juan Islands, uh, travel Tacoma, uh, to do photography and videography work for them. And, um, and that's about it. I guess, I don't know. I got to do lots of little random things, but. So, um, when, because I know a little bit about you and your past. So when did you discover that, Hey, I'm passionate about photography and I'm going to make this my career. Like, it's not just going to be a hobby. Like I'm going to, I'm going to jump in and do this. Like, was there like a turning point or is it always kind of been there? When I was 18, I joined the army as a photojournalist and the, um, um, the school that the army has for photojournalism is, uh, has like an extremely high failure, rate. It's like 50% of the people or more who take this course don't pass it the first time through. Uh, and then you get two chances and the second time you get like reclassed into some other like job. Uh, and, um, they have a, it's like a two year journalism degree packed into like six months. And um, uh, they had uh, like two of the weeks where it was uh, two or three of the weeks was uh, photography. So um, uh, we they gave us like we were the first class that got digital cameras. So we got like our hands on the Nikon D1s at the time or D1Xs or D1Hs or something. And so we had this, you know, brand new like $5,000 camera at the time. And, and I'm 18 years old and I just had a little bit of a knack for it. Uh, and so. Um, um it's kind of what drew me in and then i um uh i wound up leaving photography for a long time because uh um i didn't really understand the business side of things uh and then i became an accountant um and then uh 
was in a, uh, worked in public accounting for a long time. I was um, the CFO of a travel magazine for a little while. And then that's when I started going, I kind of want to get back into photography. And then um, I went up leaving accounting behind and I now do photography and videography full time. I think that's, I think that's a, a, a real problem for the majority of people is that, um, oh my gosh, I love photography. I'm talented at photography. I'm going to do this for a living. And they don't realize that it's a photography business. Yeah. Business. It's like you got to run the business. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it's, yeah. Um, it's a because business isn't always common sense, and so I, uh, um, as an accountant, sometimes some of the things I do as a photographer are like even my like my wife is like, "Why are you doing that?" And I'm like, "Well, there's a reason for this," um, especially when it comes to like marketing. Uh, um, I do a lot of like um, I'll spend a lot of time like covering local events. Like I'll like I shot do like a photo booth for Pride Festival. Um, a few weeks ago, I was actually sick, so I had to set everything. My wife actually shut everything, and it turned out good. I, I edited it, but uh, um, she, uh, um, we do stuff like that, like do like July Fourth festivals to like market sort of um, uh, value first sort of marketing. And then now I'm um, uh, working on a commercial to start targeting off island people for like wedding destinations and and things like that. So yeah. Ooh. I, I'm a big believer that when you get involved in your community, um, I like the way you said, I don't know why I've never heard that term before, but value first, like, hey, let me, this is what I do. I'm here. Let me get involved. Let me be a part of the community. I think the more you're seen, the more people, you know, the more, oh, wow. Look, and, and not only that, but you can feel good about it. Like, yeah, yeah. It's it, obviously I mean, something I would do whether I got paid or not. Let's be honest. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, well, I mean, definitely. It, it, I mean, there's also a time and place to like do the value first thing. Like, uh, my wife tried to sign me up to do like free real estate photography for a nonprofit that has like millions and millions of dollars on their balance sheet. And, uh, and I'm okay with, um, with doing free work. I just, uh, I think there's a, a, a time to be picky and a time to not be picky. Because um, I, one, I have, like, if I'm going to do free work, like, I either want to do it because it makes me feel good. Um, and real story photography doesn't make me feel good on the inside. And so I, um, it's like, a, and then doing work that, like, they would pay other people for, other professionals for, doing it for free for them. Because I can't write that off. Like, you can't write off a service to uh on your taxes so if you donate photography services that's there's no financial benefit in you for you whatsoever so uh, um i like i like replied i was like no like this is something you have to pay me for because um um one i don't think they're doing a great job in their their role anyways but two um um they have millions of dollars and they have no problem spending that money on architects and on lawyers and all sorts of other things because they have a value service that they gladly pay for but when it comes to photography people like sometimes are like take it for granted and um and, and i'm not okay with that but if it's like something like social or you know civil rights or um or if i'm helping like a, a 18 year old kid who's like who has to have a headshot for like a college application and they don't have any money i love doing that i just don't um I just, I think you got to be picky on, on when you choose to do um, free work, I guess. 
So let's talk about something that you just said, um, and that is taking photography for granted. And I think that's my biggest pet peeve um, is that because people consume images and photography different now than they did, you know, 20 years ago, everybody has a cell phone in their pocket. Everybody has a camera, you know, it's the, the quickest, you know, they love this picture for like 12 hours until they take a new one that they love. Um, so people are consuming images differently. And even though what we do is way different than uncle Joe that just bought a camera or Susie over there with a the cell phone, what we do is, is different. I feel like a lot of times people take that for granted. They take um, all the hours of training, the editing, like I've seen, like, like I want to talk you into doing a workshop on, on editing because like your retouching stuff is mind blowing. Um, it's next level stuff. And people take that kind of stuff for granted. They don't understand that not only does it take us hours to do, but it took us hours and hours and hours to learn and the amount of money that we spend on our equipment, on our software, on our computers, on, we both, before we start hit record, we were both like, um, having computer issues today. So yeah. it was yeah, like, you know, like, I, I mean, it's like a $6,000 computer. Um, and then I have thousands of dollars of software on it. And, uh, my cameras are all thousands of dollars. My lenses are thousands of dollars. I have, like, I just bought a, a whole vest that will like with a mechanical arm that will hold a gimbal and a camera uh so i can get smoother footage uh and that was thousands of dollars um this stuff is pricey and and um and not only that but like i can spend four hours editing a single image if i have if i have or more if i have like because there's like to me there's like two different types of like if i'm doing a headshot not a headshot or a family photo shoot or um there are like business purposes and then there are like they want a good uh they just want a nice family photo so i'll retouch everybody and uh like there's like a light retouching and then there's like a i need one amazing image right um retouch and and that will easily take me four hours to do um um on top of like shooting because a lot of people also think of like photography as like a one click of the button, you know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. take one, I mean, a lot of my images, even portraits, I'll shoot bracketed, um, uh, where like some of my landscape images are uh, 70 to 200 like individual images that I'm like taking certain parts of and merging in. And, um, um, and you know, that takes a lot of time to do. And then, um, uh, but then, you know, so they, get, they get a lot of positive attention too. So I, uh, um, your, your stuff is mind blowing. Like I, I, I've gone to your website. I've gone through, I'm just like, man, this guy is so talented. Like I lived, um, in Monument Valley, Utah for eight years in that area, in that area. Okay. So you would think, oh my God, I bet Peggy has just breathtaking pictures of that. Cause it's so beautiful. No, I have like click like I have breathtaking portraits that I took in that area, but I just like, I, that's not like I, I, landscape I, I is not Monument, my thing. I love Monument Valley so much. And like every time I go through there, I bungle my shots uh, uh, from like Moab to like, I just, for some reason, like I, I look at them. I'm like, I wish I were like a little bit more knowledgeable when I took those photos. I don't get to go down there that often. I usually go down that way like once every two or three years. And, um, 
uh, and I really want to go down this summer. Yeah. Um, but, uh, uh, yeah, I, every time I go down there, I want to bundling my shots. Uh, but yeah, I, um, I think for me, a large part of photography is about like, um, solving problems. Uh, like, like the art is like sort of the end thing. Like, like, uh, the other night I, I was on the coast, uh, and I had like a three light set up, uh, and it was the middle of the night and I was trying to, I was asked, I asked like, is it possible to freeze the wave action and shoot the Milky Way in a single shot? Uh, and I haven't edited those photos yet, but, um, um, I think it is like, so like I had like three lights set at a distance that were strobing the waves crashing on the rocks. And then, uh, um, and then, so, cause when you take night astrophotography on the coast, like the water is all like foggy and, and long exposure. And, uh, I was like, can I, can I break that? Like, can I, can I figure out a way to do this in a way that like, I can get the waves like sharp and the Milky Way in a single like image using like rear current sync on my strobes. And then, uh, I, and you can, I, but like, there's definitely like, um, uh, uh, um, I'm gonna have to figure out how to like edit that a little bit more. And I figure like, if I do that like a hundred times, I'll, I'll master that. But, uh, it's like weird problems like that. If, can I do this? Can I like, it, would this be possible? Would this be, uh, like, like, how do I, take a shot and make it super, super, super complex. Um, uh, and so like, like a focus stacked HDR where I'm getting the grains of the sand on the beach all the way through, um, the, um, like this landscape, like I, I shot this image that I, um, won like a first prize at like a contest and, um, and the image was like a failure to me because I, um, what I did is I put a macro lens on and I did a pano of like individual grains of sand on the beach that went up to like this big, like dramatic background. And it was like, and I shot it. So I shot a focus stack and then I shot it in HDR. So I had to like take like 20 images and then change the exposure settings, take 20 more images, change the exposure settings, take 20 more images, slightly move it and then do the process over and over. And then uh, I get back and I, I turns out that I, um, I didn't shoot at a high enough aperture. I was shooting at like F 13 and I should have been shooting at like F 22 because the beach was like zebra striped focus out of focus, focus out of focus, focus out of focus. And I, I couldn't comb stamp it out. So I, uh, um, it's one of my great photos, but I actually won first prize with that photo too. So it, uh, it's weird, I guess. That's, that's actually funny. Um, because you know, it, your greatest failure and somebody else was like, Oh my God, this is so amazing. Yeah. yeah I, uh, um, but yeah, that's what I like to, I like finding ways to like make it ultra complex, uh, or like go in reverse. Like, um, I started doing a series of like, uh, I'm terrible at wildlife photography. Like I just don't have the patience for it. Like if I go out and shoot like an elk or something, if I'm in the mountains and I see like a herd of elk, like 90% of the photos are just like the elk's butt. And, uh, uh, and cause they just like, they see me and they just turn around. And, um, and so, uh, but I was like, what if I just crop the animal out and then just get rid of all the background and then make it black and white and use the white of the paper uh as um so then i like printed them out on like these textured uh papers um and and it looks really cool they turn out they turn out like amazing um and um i just uh so it's either i really simplify it or i like make something so obscenely um complicated, complicated. that it's, uh, 
Um, um, you know, most states the obscenely complicated. Like, can I do this and make that work out? And uh, and sometimes yes, and sometimes no. I don't know. I think um, I, I I get like that. I, <coughs> I I like the challenge of something. I like. Yeah. I think because I mean I've been shooting for a really long time. And there's, there's times that you just kind of get mundane. You're like doing the same thing. You're yeah, I, I do a lot of studio work. So like everything is pretty much set up for me. Like, I, you know, I, there's not a lot of things that are going to surprise me. And so every once in a while, I just have to like, okay, I need to go challenge myself. I need yeah. to go learn something. I need to go do something. I, you know, I'll see a picture or something. I'll be like, that's really cool. Let's see. How can I do that and figure yeah, I, it out? Because you got to like keep your mind sharp. It's so and, easy to get in that rut and just get lazy. Well, yeah. And at the same point in time, like uh, um, sometimes I, uh, I see photographers since I, I love astrophotography. Right. And, um, uh, and I saw this article about this photographer who was um, he took a, a infrared modified camera uh, where basically they, uh, you, you can do it with any camera, but you take it and you just like rip off a someone professional takes off a part of the sensor. And so uh, it lets the infrared light come through. Uh, and um, this uh, photographer, and if you do that, but you also wear sunscreen, it gives the people like a really strange look. And so this photographer was like, uh, like, like did a shoot of portraits of like athletes and stuff. And they were really cool, but he was like, I'm not, it's a secret. I'm not telling anyone how I did this because no one should know. And everyone who's ever messed with the Astro modified camera, there was just like sunscreen and uh, an Astro modified camera. Yeah. It. it makes you look all weird. Uh, like, cause it like the sunscreen like reflects uh, back and you just, it turns you into like uh, this really shiny metallic look. Uh, and, uh, and I was like, that, that's, that's easy. Like, uh, uh, why is he being so secretive about it? Like every astrophotographer who accidentally wore sunscreen the day before and shot themselves on accident at night has seen that weird effect uh, when they cross in front of their camera during a time lapse or whatever. And, uh, um, um, or when they're preparing or, or things like that. I, um, I was like, I mean, I think feel like people should be like, like helpful. I feel like photographers are either like super helpful or they're like super like gatekeepy. And I, I like to be the super helpful kind that like guides people through. I, I honestly believe, and I say this all the time, but when we help each other, um, we raise the bar for everyone. Yeah. When we're trying to undercut each other, all we're doing is like kicking the, you know, we're kicking this, the foundation out from underneath ourselves. We're not going to get yeah. any bigger either. We're going to stay right here. But if I pull you up and then you learn something and you pull me up and, you know, we're all working together, cool. we can charge more money. We can live a happier life and we're going to be able to like just, really get that that you know difference between the the amateur and what a professional can do I, I just I hate when I see professionals acting like jerks to each other it's like well, oh, yeah. well we're not competition your art is so much different than my art your personality is different than mine we got well that that and like there are there are people who are ex like 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 I'm good technically um uh I have shot portraits on and off for 20 years and still to this day, I will like be in the middle of a portrait session and they'll be like, okay, now pose me. And I'm like, <laughs> I, I I freeze up and um and I don't know why, because I I like I have posed God knows how many people and still like if like 
I, I start to like, I, I try not to say pros. I try to say like direct people, but like I, uh, uh, cause posy sounds too bad. But I'm like, I'll like be like, okay, turn, twist your head slightly, like be yourselves, but like still like, but I will still freeze up. Like, I, I don't know why I do it. And even though I've seen everything and there's only so many different ways you can pose a human being because their bodies only move certain ways, I will still be like, <gasps> and, uh, yeah. So uh, like, like I'm jealous of people who are like great at that. And, uh, um, and I'm always like, if it's like nature, I'm like, I'm fine. You know, like, uh, um, if it's like somebody who's doing their job, I'm fine. Like I, I love doing like editorial style, like someone making a cup of coffee or someone like, but, uh, as soon as it's like, make me look pretty. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah, it bothers me. It, it's funny because I've always felt really insecure. I, 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 I am a technical shooter. I know all, all the things, but I've always felt like inferior in that area. Like, I don't like to talk shop. Like if you're going to start rattling off numbers and stuff, I'm going to be like, okay, I'm going to go over here. <laughs> yeah. I've the same way. Like I know how to use my camera. Um, I know how to use my camera. And I, you know, I just like instinctually, I think I just know because it's been in my hand. So, but when, when you're asking, I'm dyslexic. So, you know, my brain works really, really fast. I have a very high IQ, but when you're going to ask me to say a number and say a word on command, it's. I'm, it. I'm the same way. I am. Um, uh, Cause I, I, I have ADHD and it's like, you know, probably it's pretty bad. So like, a lot of times, and that's kind of in part why I'm also so good at photography, because I'll be like working on editing something and I'll just have this idea and it'll just like be like nagging at me. And so I was like, in the middle of the night, I was like editing photos of um, of a wedding and uh, and I was like, I got I got to go test this idea. And so then I like packed up my truck at like 2.30 in the morning and then um, we live in like, we're out in the middle of the, of the Puget Sound and so like uh, we're in like really dark sky but in the area like two hours outside of us you got seattle you got vancouver british columbia um and so like in the distance there's a bunch of light pollution but where i'm at is super dark so i can get like really good milky way shots uh um and then uh and so like in and all within like a five minute drive of me and uh uh so i like snuck out of my house and at like 4 30 in my morning i was coming home my wife's like what are you doing? And I was like, I wanted to see if I could strobe waves and freeze the action in the middle of the night. She was like, what? And I was like, but at the same point in time, like when I'm explaining photography to someone, uh, uh, I have like these really simple ways of, uh, if someone would be like, wanted to be like, uh, what's like with ISO there are people, there's like all these complexities of ISO. And the way I explain it is like, it's like your mood. If you feel a hundred, if it's bright and sunny outside, you're on a beach drinking a margarita, you feel a hundred percent. If it's cold and rainy and it's nasty outside, and you have to put in more than a hundred percent of effort to get through the day, so hence ISO, then you go up to 400 percent because you got to put four hundred percent to keep that same smile on your face. That you know, it would only be a hundred percent in in you know Cancun on a, in a poolside with a margarita. And then I was like, and if the darker and more miserable you the light gets you know the, the more you have to stuff. give and uh and people were like oh that's a really good idea and then i use another analogy of like bread for aperture where like if you're at f1.8 you take in a tiny little sliver of that slice of bad bread if you're at f22 it's like most of the loaf of bread 
and then people were like oh and I, but like if if you want me to get any more complicated than that i'm like <laughs> i have never heard aperture and a slice of bread together that uh i'll give you credit the first three times i use that <laughs> yes. and then it'll be mine <laughs> but it's true like because people talk about it in the amount uh, in the way an amount of light comes in right yeah and so and they talk about it in the form of bokeh but like they don't talk about it and and like that it it like will take your scene and only keep a sliver of the scene in focus or it will keep everything in focus depending on you know placement of of your um of your subject but like yeah you know if it's something super close to the lens obviously you have to do something else but uh um if it's like a portrait like and you only have the person's eyes in focus but their ears are you know blurry like like I feel like that slice of bread analogy just works really, really well. It, it's brilliant, and and it will be mine after after <laughs> I give you credit three times. Don't worry, don't worry. <laughs> no, I don't, I don't mind. I mean, I'm just being honest. I'm still in it. Um, that's awesome. Um, that that's really funny. So, how do you? Why do you feel like it's important for a professional photographer to actually be skilled and know how to run their camera? Maybe maybe you're not good at talking about it, but like you know, you know how to do it. You've spent time with it. I mean, when I was a kid, I literally slept with my camera. Like I was that kid that was like, and I was in magazines and I, this was film. So I'm like, I had a notebook. I'm like, okay, what happens if I take this? And then next week when my pictures came back, I would compare it with my notebook and I'd be like, okay, now I'm going to try this setting. And you know, um, oh, yeah, that would have been, and that cost so much money back then. Like I, I, I'm so glad I like I was like the first generation to use. I babysat and mowed yards just so I could buy film and get film developed. That was what I spent all my money on. The first newspaper I worked with at um, uh, after I graduated from uh, the AIT actually still used film. We had a dark room, uh, and uh, and I got there and I was like, this is miserable. And then like three or four months after uh, I got there, they were like going digital. And I was like, thank God. But that, even then, that was back when Photoshop was like, you could take your photos and make it black and white. And you could just, like, you couldn't do half of what you could do in Lightroom today in Photoshop, you know, in 2001 or something. And I now, started like, using Photoshop in 2002. And I, and, and uh, Creative Suite came out in 2004, maybe the beginning of 2005. And I took a class at the, at the community college and just like mind blown how much like in just those that was the really big update and then there's been like a ton of updates in the last 18 years and now there's this other big update they've just the done AI and it's film. like ah! i i started messing with a generative fill uh the other day and uh people were like aren't you worried it's gonna take a job but i was like if you saw the images i created of the people it was it was like the, the people looked like the hills had eyes it was terrible uh, and so um, I was like, I'm I'm not worried about AI right now. Even then, you still need someone to take the picture. Like, well, and AI, I mean, that's like that could be a whole conversation we could have. But what it does, I've been playing with it a lot in the last month or so. What I found it does great is takes glare off glasses, really good, like really good. You just highlight the gla the glare and leave the the prompt empty. Put generate and it's like holy cow like oh, perfect and editing glare out of glasses is a nightmare it takes so long it, it takes, takes so it takes long. long like uh, i if you don't know how to do it uh 
try to get the glare out of the glasses. So I usually have them drop the glasses on their nose a little bit and I raise yeah. the back up a little higher. Yeah, raise. And I have then, the lights up. I have the that, glasses tilted. That's but not foolproof. No, no, because and, they'll raise their head. They'll do yeah. some goofy thing and you're like, but and it'll be, yeah, that, you're, that you're like clone stamping from the other eye or from other images. It is, it is a nightmare. That, so. that is like hands down that the AI in, uh, in Photoshop beta right now is like, uh, yeah, I guess, just to I guess, take I guess, the glare off the glasses. I'm like, thank you. Thank you. Or like, it's pretty cool. Like if you've tried to extend a picture out, it does a pretty good job, good job. of like looking at, you know, to recrop your image. It does a pretty good job. Every once in a while, it just does something like you're like, oh my God, this is awesome. This is awesome. Let me try this. And you're like, what the heck? I, I was scrolling through Facebook and I saw this guy posted an image and people were like, that's not possible. And I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. It's not possible in camera, but I can totally see how someone can get that shot. It turned out it was AI because I didn't notice that there was like missing reflections in this water, but it was like, you know, grass on a sh shore of a lake and then in the foreground and you had like this pristine lake and then a, um, a rowboat sitting in the, in, in the lake. And then the background was um, um, like, uh, have you ever like stood on a beach and then you do like a two second, you put on ND filter, you put like a two second exposure and then you just like twist your camera on a tripod and it gives that cool streaky look. Uh -huh. I was like, so that's all they do for the background, you know. So they layered that over uh, the sky and the other side of the lake. The lake it was tack sharp, and then they did a focus stack for the grass. So that's easy to do in camera uh, or in Photoshop. You know, it takes a few minutes, and uh, and people were like, "Oh, I didn't see that. Like, I didn't." And I'll, maybe it is real. And then I was like, I took a closer look, and I was like, "No, there's no, it's, it's not missing." It's reflection of the oars that were hanging off the side and i was like okay. you do a lot of composite stuff though don't you like you're really good at that yeah i i like it uh i i, I only started like um a year or two years ago um i started playing around with photoshop and then i started going like because i like doing um uh I would, when i take when i take a client on i always send them like a questionnaire like and put one of the questions in the questionnaire is like do you guys are you guys super into something like are you super into a book series or a tv show and so i had like a um uh, uh an engagement shoot i was doing and um they were like we are super into dinosaurs uh and so i, put, I like, saw those i saw I put, those like, dinosaurs in the background and uh, uh and it turned out really good and now when i look back at it i was like i didn't get the shadows quite quite right i should have done that or whatever and the ai is apparently really good with the shadow generation uh but yeah. i um um because shadow generation is just a nightmare. But I started doing that because out of curiosity, like, can I do that? Can I, how hard is it? And it's actually not that hard. And it makes interest, it makes people super excited because they still got all the normal shots. But then like they got like, and I didn't tell them I was going to do this. I just put it into their Photoshop. And they were like, oh my God, this is amazing. And then I did it the other day for another family. Uh, and uh, uh uh, as a joke, and uh, and then I turned one of the photos into like a Star Wars where they're holding lightsabers and stuff like that, and uh, um, uh, and it, it, they turned out amazing, and uh, um, and people love it, especially when they don't expect it. And then they, when you, when a client gets something like that, they're always like, "You got to get pictures now," and uh, it's always get a lot of repeat business from doing stuff like that. Yeah. That that's awesome. Yeah. So um I I I love all of your nature stuff. I love all of your astrophotography. I just I, I it's something that I don't feel like I'm that 
and it's, I say it's because I'm not that talented at it. Or I don't have that, that, that gift, but like anything else, if I were to apply myself, I'm pretty sure I could, you know, oh, I you could, could you turn could out some stuff. Especially so, being, you just have to get away from the, you know, the, the city lights of Southern California, yeah. but, uh, uh, like Joshua tree, you know, not that far from really dark skies. Um, but I, uh, um, I started out doing Astro because uh, I saw this amazing photograph of, um, I have a friend who's from Slovakia. His name's like Nick Dragonyek. Uh, uh, and he does, uh, he's a National Geographic photographer. He does all sorts of crazy stuff. But he was photographing this erupting volcano in Japan and he had star trails blending into dawn. And I was like, okay, theoretically, I know how to do star trails. I've never tried it before. But how did he blend it into dawn? Like, how, how did he do that? And uh, so I spent like a year um, failing at astrophotography. Uh, and the best way to get good at a type of photography is just take really a bunch of bad images. And like the first shoot I did was like, it was basically black frames. We could see like silhouettes and a few stars. And uh, and my friends were all like, this is amazing. And I was, and so then I was like, uh, okay, I'll try it again. And then I got better lenses and I got better cameras and I got tools and and things like star trackers and now people are like every time i share an image uh it gets like hundreds of likes on you know social media and um people are like how did you do that i'm like it's really a pain in the ass but the images turn out amazing uh and so i uh, uh i i like doing it i don't know it's just um because it's um i had a friend i took a friend out a while ago and he was like uh, you know i've been here a bunch of times during the day but it's like a whole new place when I go at night and the, everyone's sleeping. Nobody's out there. You know, you can't see where you're going, but like, um, um, it's like a whole different world. It's like, it's, um, really peaceful. You know, it's like, you can, like, I've gone out in city streets in the middle of the night and, and like, you know, big cities like Seattle or Portland or, uh, Vegas and, and, you know, not Vegas so much, but Vegas during the pandemic, uh, we're at three in the morning, the streets are just empty. Uh, and you can get cool shots. And so um, um, it's like a whole new world when it's like that late at night that uh, nobody's around to mess with you and you just get to go and play around. And national parks are free at uh, late at night because their gates are open, but nobody's manning them. <laughs> yeah, um, I I, uh, I want you to, to teach me some astrophotography. I've, <laughs> I've talked to you about this before. Like we're gonna have to plan a vacation to go up to see you or now that or i know you perfect. love monument valley yeah. um we we could take a because I, I i can i can hook you up i can take you way down into the valley and oh, see awesome. some things that that you've probably never been um i actually bought a uh 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 we had a minivan for years and we traded it in and we got like a four-wheel drive truck specifically for like utah arizona going to the mountains because uh, we've gotten into some pretty reckless situations trying to take photos in a minivan that has had like terrible off-road traction uh and uh, a guy that stuck a couple times and had to get a tow truck to come get us um uh, which is just embarrassing so now i have a big four-wheel drive truck that i like i'm like all except and i haven't been able to take it out to you know the one reason i got it was for like to go out to like um these really off beam paths places yeah. in utah and um and i haven't been back since we got the truck so i want to go at the end of summer but uh um once everything slows down but uh, i don't know if i'm gonna be able to well we'll have, <laughs> we'll have to plan that out because uh because i 
we're we're planning a trip out there this year as well. So we'll 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 talk later. We'll talk later for sure. So what tip would you leave um, our audience with as far as um, you know making this a career and actually like living your dream, doing this, um, and just just really living your life? As well, I would say that like there are like no matter what kind of photography you, you want to do, like if you want to do like real estate photography, because there are people who genuinely love real estate photography, real estate photography relies heavily on like HDR and window pools. There are things you can learn from real estate photography that aren't traditionally used in portraiture. There are things in portraiture that, that you can do that aren't traditionally used in landscape photography. Uh, like, um, like there are techniques that you can learn in all these different types of photography that like if you you don't have to become an expert at it but like if you just shoot it a handful of times like astrophotography changed the way i see light and like like the way i see light is way different now than it was before like in the daytime i see i i am looking for shadows and it's just so much more clear to me because at night like a single street light 200 yards away can put a color cast in your image that just ruins your image and so like you have to know how to like you know, what kind of, is that a halogen light? Is it a, uh, what kind of light is it? Like, how does that affect my image? How do I need to adjust my, my, my white balance? Like all these different types of photography, if you just dabble in them a little bit, it will change how you see the type of photography that you love most. And, and that's what I always tell people is like, even if you don't like it, try it. I and love then, it. Yeah. And, and then, I love and that. Then, and then you don't have to make it your career, but like, or you don't have to make it your focus, but like, figure it out, like learn how to do it. And so that little piece you can apply to something else and it becomes like, it, it makes your photography so much better in the long run, I think. I feel, um, you know, I, I used to hate headshots. Uh, I, I used to think, I used to think that's like, like anybody could do it, like set, say cheese next. Like it, it, oh, there was no skill to it. It was like, whatever. And then now I'm, that's, that's all I do is headshots. I mean, I do other things, but that's my main focus is headshots. And why? Because I found the passion about it. I found like, okay, so now I have this much of an image to work with. How can I bring creativity out? How can I bring emotion out? How can I make this something that's different from, you know, at what camera angles do I need to use? How do I need to, how do I get the emotion out of people? But I would have never known that if I didn't challenge myself. self. I, mean, I didn't even make like, myself. What's I that? Saw these, I saw these headshots on this, on this website, uh, like years ago and and uh they did something that i is there was they were like really low contrast uh almost like black and white but like the grain on the images was like so unique that i've never been able to reproduce it uh and it always looks terrible when i do it uh and it was like these simple headshots of these executives of, a, of like a london ad agency and i can't figure out how to find this agency's website again so i can look at those images but yeah there's a it, it takes a lot of talent to do just about anything especially to become a master at it like uh, yeah. and and uh yeah headshots included head i mean everything is like people don't realize how and it, it frustrates me when i see like a new photographer who hasn't i'm like i think you should charge for your services as soon as possible but like um um my early clients like i 
always like give a really good deal because I feel bad that I, I feel like I screwed him over when I right. like, shot him two years ago, three years ago, or 10 years ago. And now that I'm so much better, I'm like, I'm going to give you a deal because I kind of messed up. I, um, I feel like that about my clients from last year. I always feel like that for my clients from last year. Like I'm always like, man, how was I that bad? I used to think I was really good. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but yeah. But I mean, I did real estate stuff there for a while. I, I had a client that came into my studio and uh, I did him. Um, I did his partner. I did their vehicles. I did like all these things. And it ends up he like owes a whole bunch of hotels and like rental properties. And he was yeah. like, can you do my rental properties? And I was like, ooh, um, sure. Like, I I'm not going to charge you for the first round of this. Let's go see what we can do. Because yeah. I know that like those, you know, the people that do real estate, like that's that's a talent. Like that's like they make these these properties look amazing. And, you know, and, and since, you know, I did a bunch of his hotels and I did a whole bunch of things and, and I got good at it, but at the first time I did it, it looked like, you know, like I, snap, I, like I, I, I had to learn camera rings. I had to learn how to place my lights in there. I had to learn how, you know, to get all the things in there and really, you know, what lenses to use. Well then, to and then capture you have to learn, a room. So yeah. like I, yeah, I, Real estate photography is, um, I've gotten quick at it. Uh, like I'm probably the quickest at real estate photography than I am at everything else. Uh, because I, I'm one of the, like the island's preferred real estate photographers, but I also like will charge them. Uh, if I'm, if I'm bringing strobes to a shoot, like I'm, they're paying a grant, uh, or more. Like, uh, if I'm just doing like bracketed shots and, you know, three or $400, but I, uh, um, so I tell them like this house is, you know, $2 million, like, you're gonna you're gonna pay for it like yeah uh, um like and i don't limit the i always give them the 40 shots they need for their their thing but i always tell them like like these shots are gonna turn out way better and that's why you're paying more for them because there's a lot more work and talent that goes into these than this house that i'm selling you're selling for three hundred thousand dollars because it's not it, it's i'm just you know stacking and doing a window pool it's not that big of a deal uh but like bringing strobes and and it just it is it is a whole other process and like and then knowing the difference of that like knowing when to do that and when to do that because i had a guy reach out to me and he was like i just want to bring my cell phone to these real sections so i was like no what like you can't you cannot like uh like you can't do that like it's it's no matter how good the articles say cell phone cameras are they're, they're not that good the sensor's um, like so small like yeah it's, it's like, the size of your pinky it's like well there's like, three bazillion megapixels and i yeah okay so what so what there's 120 megapixels the sensor still it's it's the sensor still tiny it, it the colors like whenever people send me iphone photos like hey will you fix this for me i'm like okay but like you realize that this iphones aren't good and then they're like but i got an iphone 16 or whatever right, right now and i'm like i'm like I look at images all day long and and and, and iphone images aren't good and i'm sorry they're just not and uh uh i mean you can get great you can get great photos but like you can't do anything with them but look at them on your like, iphone they look yeah, great like, on your iphone yeah and they look great on you know the little like you know inch by inch thing on social media but like beyond that they're useless 
I don't know. It, it drives me to the wall too. Because I think that gives people the idea. Like I've taken great photos with my cell phone. And I'm like, yeah, but it's not the same as what I do. It's, yeah. it's not. Like, like, I don't know. It's hard to explain. Yeah. I, I, that's, that's, I think back to being taken for granted. It's like, yes, that's great. And you had a, a filter applied to it and, you know, and that's great. And you can use it for your Instagram or your, you know, whatever your quick little thing, but it doesn't hold up in real world. Use. Yeah. You're not well, it's like, it's like if I, just because right. I put a bandaid on my kid's knee when he scrapes his knee, doesn't mean I'd feel comfortable doing brain surgery on him. Like right. it's two different things. It's, it's, and, and people, conflate the two pretty easily and, and it's hard to explain that, that they shouldn't conflate the two i guess yeah exactly i love that that's that's true well Corey, i have had so much fun hanging out with you thank you so much i am going to ask you to come back so often you're going to get so tired of <laughs> no worries I'll, I'll find uh, some uh more specific things and like I've, I've always wanted to like make videos and like teach people how to do it and just now getting to the point of doing it so i Maybe I'll come back with more of a, a focus and, and something to talk about that way. No, this is great. This is what this 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 show's about, just hanging out um, and, and talking to other professionals. So I appreciate it. And, uh, no and everyone else, I will see you next Thursday. All right. We'll see you later. Bye.